0: Religion thinks they have a monopoly on God. We are a child of like a higher higher power source. We are all connected to a source. Come close to something, we got to sacrifice something else. There's no such thing as no God. You live your life you know, in a certain manner that continues, it grows, and then you can pass it on. The universe is always pulling in your favor. You're
1: exactly where you're supposed to be. Welcome to the In Search of More podcast. I am your host, Ellie Nash. Join me weekly on my quest for more more from myself and more from this world. We'll see you on the other side. You know, who's been uh, busting my chops lately? Rosh Lowe. Rosh Lowe. Your friend. Yeah. He's like, I watch all your videos on Instagram. He doesn't have the patience to watch the YouTube or listen to mm-hmm. the full clips, but he'll do the shorts. And, uh, can I give you some feedback? But sure, I'm always open for feedback. How much does it cost? <laughs> <laughs> right. Free, just a little bit of guilt. Right, right. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, he says, we got to break down the third wall. We got to engage the audience mm. in some way.
0: And uh, to put some context on that, Rosh is a
1: seasoned news reporter in Miami. He's a news Miami, reporter. So yeah, I figured people- definitely holds some weight. Right. I figure people listen to me- um, Know him a little bit, but right. He is mm-hmm. a seasoned news reporter. 20 plus years. On the beat in Miami. Right, right. Figuring out a story every single day. Yeah. And uh, we worked together with him at Mic Drop, sharing people's stories. And he's like, you got to break down that third wall. You got to bring the audience in. He's like Sometimes turn to the audience. Turn to the camera. Bring them in. So. I, I don't know what we'll do with that. Right. But the voice is there in my. Does it he does gotta come on set here? he gotta come on set he gotta join I, us one day i told him yeah he said he's gonna be here you yeah. see him here i don't
0: see him rush where you at man
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't see him here either rush join us come teach us how to do this thing help us reach more people right at the camera <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> all right so um last week i was in california with my family for vacation mm-hmm. and uh i went to speak by um a school. It's called Jets Yeshiva. I have about fifty or sixty, um, all male, all Orthodox Jewish background, and all, I guess, not feeling it in the traditional Orthodox Jewish schools. Like when I uh, when I went to school when I was a teenager, late teens, it was all Hebrew subjects from seven thirty in the morning till nine thirty at night. So for, I guess, for a group who's not um, who's not feeling that, but still very much part of the Orthodox Jewish community. And I spoke there. I spoke about um, uh, pornography, porn addiction a lot. But one of the guys asked me a question and it put me on the spot. He said, Ellie, what's your mission? So without thinking, I said to uh, remind every single person they're a child of God. Oh, I like that. And I don't mean that religiously. I really don't. I don't think someone has to be religious um, to, uh, to to take that in. Mm. And you know, I'm thinking what I mean by that. So I'll actually say, uh, like, I know what I mean by that, but how would I put yeah put words onto it? Well, you said dope. I like that. Would you? Would you like about it?
0: Uh, because I feel like God can and should represent everyone's own relationship with said God, right? It shouldn't be typecast, if you will, right? And definitely think we, you know, there's, we are a child of like a higher higher power source. We are all connected to a source. So yeah, even in in my own journey, I've been getting closer to God as I understand him over the last few years, you know, growing up somewhat religious and yeah, being very much one of those kids that like, got kind of pushed out of the whole church and religious thing by the pressures of, you know, conformity, if you will, like, you got to do this or else if you have these thoughts, you're out, you know? So, and then just in the last few years, yeah, I've been, been kind
1: of walking back, getting back closer to source. So when you got pushed out of the church, Mm -hmm. meaning that you didn't feel comfortable in that space, you felt that that distanced you from a God as well. For sure. Right. That's what's so sad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That religion thinks they have a monopoly on God. Crazy. Yeah, it was rough, and you know, not was, that religion thinks that we think right. That religion has a monopoly. Yeah, yeah, God. and just the guilt around it. You know. So, what was the feeling? Um. Meaning when you left? Yeah, when
0: I the left, church. it was a mixture of feelings. I think you know, definitely some disappointment. Um, letting my mom down, for example. Right, it was something that was so central to her life um definitely some shame but also like she's catholic your mom christian christian yeah yeah. um uh but church every week yeah for sure paying tithes when she don't got it you know um which is it's cool but um it, it definitely felt for me um like a duty more than like a responsibility Like a like an obligation,
1: a hard like you got to do this. So what was it, other than the obligation, or maybe that was it? What Mm -hmm. was it that wasn't working for you in the in the church? It felt like super rigid
0: for me. Like there's no wiggle room. It's like everything's black and white. Right. This is it. Yeah. And even at a young age, it felt like you know there got to be more. There got to be something in between it. Like so, like if I if I have a thought because I'm a young, I'm a boy, and I have a sexual thought, I'm out. Like how do I even control that? Right? Mm. Like.
1: That was communicated to you? Yeah.
0: Sure. Fornication is a sin. The thought is like. And the thought is bad enough. Right. So it's like when that happened, when that started happening, I'm like, oh, man. You know? And it just became. I guess when I When that started just,
1: happening, the thoughts
0: or the fornicating? <laughs> <laughs> the thoughts of fornicating. No, but. um. Yeah, once that started happening, I'm just like, man, this is... And I don't think I had like a like an immediate or even a conscious thought. I just kind of like drifted away over the years. And and looking back now, it definitely strained the relationship with my mom also just in in our home dynamic. You know, she was kind of like, you got to find a church. You got to find... Even now, like she tells me, like, you got to find a church. You got to find a church. And in my head, I'm like, when she says it now, it resonates differently because I'm like, I, I I found a church for sure, <laughs> for sure. I'm there. What's or that one church? or two are gathered, you know?
1: My connection, my own relationship right. with God. So is that what resonated for you when I said that every person is a child of God, that personal relationship with it, that it's not this institution yeah. that establishes what God is? A hundred percent. And we connect through that. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. A hundred percent.
0: It's your own relationship, as you know. And, and God is all-knowing sources there. Before I was even a thought, like, it's there. Like, I don't need to figure it out and put these labels and boxes on it. Like... Just get connected, you know? And it's, it's, it's taught me great gratitude and allowed me to kind of like move around knowing that like I'm covered because I feel it, you know? Right. And, and the relationship is one that's like allowing me to grow and, and figure it out on my own. What was it that you said that if, you, if you've tasted God, you know it's, it, it's sweet? Like right. King David says, taste and you will find that God is good. Yeah, I love that, man. It's so, I love that. I went home and I told my wife, you know, I'm like, She's like wrestles with religion like a lot of people, and I was like, "You haven't tasted God yet." <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, "Listen to this." <laughs> right. it's
1: So yeah. simple. It says it right there in the Hebrew. Yeah
0: that that particular and it's funny because that verse is one of the like standout um, like biblical quotes lines. They're, they're not a, there's not a lot that stand out to me that like yes, but that was one and the other one was I believe it's Matthew. I don't remember the exact um, book, but it said, if you're faithful to few, I'll make you ruler over many. If you're faithful? To few. I'll make you ruler over many. And and what it means is, if you're faithful to the, to the things that you should be, right? Let's say, um, for me, what that meant at the time, because I, I came across it during the pandemic, and a lot of things moving around. And for me, in that moment, being faithful to a few things meant myself and my family. And my dreams and aspirations. Your dreams and? And aspirations. Like, Are you faithful to that? Faithful to that. Like, you know, do right, honor, protect, like be faithful to it. And then I started coming into an abundance. Right. Wait, so go back to the saying again. If you're faithful to few. If you're faithful to few, I'll make you rule over many. It's, that's like an excerpt, right? It's, it's right. longer. But no, it I get the idea. Yeah. Because means, if
1: you're faithful to too many things, you're not faithful to anything. Correct. Right. And, and you know, in Hebrew, the word for sacrifice is the same as the word for close. Really? Because Does when we work? come, Karov in Hebrew, Karov is close. Korban is sacrifice. Same root word. And uh, a rabbi once taught me that the reason for that is that when we come close to something, we got to sacrifice something else.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Like, and for me, like I put that, that I've created a vision board. And I, I encourage anyone to, like, vision boards are, like, real deal. Oh, look at deal. the look at
1: camera for this one. Vision <laughs> boards
0: are a real deal. You want something practical to, like, get where you want to go? Next step, vision boards. But I created a vision board, and at the Break very top of it, it was, like, faithful to few, and I'll make you rule over many. And it was a picture of my family, was a picture of like, some tangible things I wanted. And I just, every day I would look at it. And sure enough, that vision board was wiped. Everything achieved. So share, Every single thing achieved. Here's some things that were on there. A house. a house with a backyard and a pool because my wife wanted a pool i didn't care for a pool i rather a backyard so i put up a house with a backyard and a pool
1: how can you have a backyard without a pool you mean Uh, space for both space for both right okay
0: now i live in a house with that has space for both backyard and a pool um a particular very specific car can you swim i can swim okay i'm one of those black black people that can swim okay i'm very good like i'm like semi-pro level swimming what yeah, I'm one. Of, I can um, but yeah, I got a backyard. And I used to be able do, to
1: jump, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice. So>. uh, <laughs> See,
0: it's all stereotypes. Right, are, are stereotypes. Particularly true. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, particular car was on there. Got that. Um, you know, clearing debt was on there. Got that. Just everything. Like 80% of what was on there has been done. The stuff that's still on there is like, I didn't get to it. But it's not that like-
1: it's Can you share one of those? Let's help you get there.
0: Um, Going to see the doctor more, like taking care, better care of my health,
1: which you, I'm in the process of you getting doing
0: to. That? You dropped yeah. a lot of weight. Yeah. 19 pounds in 30 days. Oh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling nice. Good. Looking good. Yeah. Thank you, man. So yeah. Um, yeah. That, 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 you know, that, that verse was one of those that kind of stuck out to me. But kind of to bring it back, what do you mean when you say your mission is to remind everyone that they're a child of God? What does that mean for you?
1: So before I answer that, I want to piggyback on something that um, you said about the personal relationship. So we were taught at a young age that the the stories in the Bible of the mm. forefathers are not just to tell us a story. Like, hey, there's a cool story. This guy fought that guy and this guy won and this guy had this many kids and they did that. and mm it's not a history book, it's actual lessons. And obviously you're telling the stories of many, many people and you're just choosing choice things. So Abraham is spoken about a lot in the, um in the Bible. And then there's stories in the uh, interpretations of it that are explained even more. But one of the things that Abraham was the first uh, known man to be monotheistic mm. prior to that time. And his dad was, um was pagan and they believed in all sorts of things having power. There wasn't one power of, of all. And people served idols, yeah. which I don't think necessarily meant like a a rock on a table. It meant maybe the sun as its sole source of right. power. Right. Or the source of the source. And Abraham recognized that, hey, with all these people serve, you know, serving the sun, the moon, these animals, the land, there's one behind it. And he recognized monotheism. And the story is told that he went and smashed the idols of his father. And what I took from that is that every single one of us have to do that. Meaning it's not Abraham didn't have to do that because his fathers were wrong and he was right. And then his kid didn't have to smash his idols. Mm. In other words, every single person has to develop a personal relationship. And if they're taking on just the God of their fathers, while there is some... Real value to that, the heritage and the God of our fathers and connecting to that in the lineage. If we don't smash some of those idols and say, hey, this is a personal relationship between me and a God, then it's not a real, it's idol worship. It's okay. ser- it's serving someone else's opinion of God. So the work always has to be done individually for 12 steppers out there. There's a uh, step three reads, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. And the way I heard everyone say this for the longest time was as we understood God, meaning whatever we understand. Like this passive instruction is God is whatever you understand. And one day it hit me, it's not a passive instruction, it's as we understand God. That's an instruction to do your best to understand God, recognizing that there's always going to be gaps in it. Yeah. But there's an instruction in there to do our best to understand. Can I define God the way I that's yeah, here? So the way I mean it in a non um, you know I don't like the non spiritual, non religious. I just make it practical for me. And that is the the rules of the world, the way we think the world works, the building blocks, that understanding of God is our, under, our understanding of God is our understanding of the way the world works. So, yeah. Unpack that a bit more for me. So for example, if there's a moral God and he cares about morality, then we believe that there's a world where that is. There's, there's moral, there's judgment, there's um, reward for the good guys, eventual punishment for the bad guys. Mm. In, in some fashion, I know I have episodes on reward and punishment where we break that down slightly differently, but... The fact that you're saying that about a God, meaning you're saying those are the rules of the world. If someone is saying God doesn't exist, you're saying that those are the rules. It's all random. Here's the basketball court and everything goes. There are no rules. There's no judge. There's no referee. There's no start time. There's no end time. It just is. Okay. In other words, based on this definition, everyone has an opinion of God. Right. There's no such thing as no God. There's the rules. There's the rules of the world. So when I say as a child of God, is that the universe, God, the forces that are working within, however you want to understand it, mm-hmm. are here about the individual.
0: Yeah, I agree to that. Can definitely get on board with that. Yeah, because you um, you start following the rules, like you said, and you see. Like, it just kind of compounds, right? So, like, if you live your life, you know, in a certain manner, that continues, and it grows, and then you can pass it on to kids, and so on and so forth. So, if you're, like, honorable, right, and on your word, like, that comes back to you. And that's one of the rules, right? You get what you, you get back what you give Right, up. if you
1: think, if you believe that, right, then that is one of your definitions of God, or one of the definitions of the way the world works. If you think karma exists, if I do want, I do something to someone else, they do it back. If I even think that I should be a good person, that's my definition.
0: Yeah, and that's bringing that. up something for me that I was having a discussion the other day. There's a bit of a sidebar, but uh, it was around a video that someone was um, criticizing a celebrity. Well, I'm a former celebrity was criticizing this celebrity. A celebrity that fell from grace was... was. You kinda- can say
1: name if you want to.
0: Uh, whatever, it's like okay. it's fine. <laughs> I don't wanna, uh, you don't like to talk politics, I don't like to talk fame. <laughs> but um, no, it was criticizing one celebrity on this massive platform. And they were insinuating that there was some sort of like um, playing with the evil spirits. right? And that's why all these other people around this set celebrity died. And look at them, they're like on top of the world. that the celebrity was playing with
1: evil spirits right
0: that's why you know he rose up making like sacrifices like understood things like that right and they were insinuating because they didn't say outright but they're like isn't it funny how all these people around this guy died and now look at him he's whatever and in that moment uh, what came to me was one it's like it's always the criticism always tends to come from the people that, that are like they They're like fell off or they don't, they're not where they want to be or used to be or whatever. Right. And they're criticizing the people that, that are, that are there. But more so I'm like, if you really, really, really believe, right. That there's something, there's some evil hand at play and this person is, 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 is worshiping that side, buying into that side. You have to, if you really believe that you got to believe there's another side also, or I don't want to hear it. Like you got to believe that there's, there's a good side. That there's angels. That there's everything that's going to protect you and bless you and give you abundance if you believe the other side. And you didn't believe that. It felt like you didn't bullshit, feel like they did, right? Because you're like criticizing this person, but like you should. If you really believe that's what's happening, you really believe they're making sacrifices and killing loved ones so they can gain the world. Like you got to believe the other side also.
1: You got to believe in demons. You
0: got to believe in angels. You have to. Or I don't want to hear it. And you didn't feel like they did. Of course not. Why not? It was just they're just miserable. They're just. Oh, understood. Yeah, they're just.
1: Same from the projecting way Projecting their
0: failures on somebody else, and we understood. see that a lot, right? So, like in that moment, I'm like, yeah. If you don't, if you really believe that, you gotta believe in both sides. You gotta believe you're covered and protected, and that you're gonna have everything you want. And in in, in that breath, why would you care about them? Because your side's gonna win anyway, right? Unless it's bullshit.
1: But anyway, so you said covered and protected, you can have everything you want. So mm-hmm. on your worst day, if you're talking to that person. You know, Ryan, on the darkest day, what are you, what are you saying to him? Um, Ryan today is saying. Exactly. Ryan today is saying good. to Ryan on his worst day.
0: Everything with intention and by design, right? So I may not be able to see why right now and understand why this is happening to me, but I believe that it's going to work out for the best. I believe at the bare minimum, I'm going to learn something that's going to put me one step ahead
1: some sort of progress. In other words, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Every
0: time, every time. Like I was just talking to some friends the other day, like talking to my guy and he was kind of bummed out um, about something not going right. And he said something along the lines, like, man, every time something's good, something bad happens, right? And I've just been getting these downloads lately. So when he said that, what came to me was like, nothing bad happens to me. It doesn't feel like that anymore. Bad things happen unfortunate things happen, but when they happen, like the way I absorb it now, it's like, it's all good. Like, this is where I need to be. This is the lesson. This is, this is the valley, you know? And like a good friend of mine says, the ball got to hit the ground before it bounces. Right? That's my only perspective now. So even when it's hitting the ground and it hurts, I know it's going to go up next.
1: Right. There's something going on.
0: Something going on. Has to be. It can't be bad and then period and lights off. It's got to be, something on the other side of it. So with that, I'm able to like approach every day or even when I'm at my worst, like it's all good. The, the trick is recognizing when you're in the valley, for example, recognizing it's a valley that like, okay, it's down, it's hard, it's rough, whatever, but it won't last forever, A and B. This is kind of where I need to be
1: so I can start my ascent. And what could you have said? Obviously, the Ryan on his worst day, whenever that was, mm-hmm. didn't have, didn't believe that. Right. Didn't believe... I am exactly where <clears throat> I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. Right. You feel like what you're saying now is enough to get through to that? That guy there? Because that's the guy that's listening. Right. The work in progress, I would say.
0: But trusting God. You're a child of God. No? You you're by design, you're good, you're covered. The universe is always pulling in
1: your favor. It's a matter of alignment or misalignment. You know, later that same night, uh, after I spoke probably for about three hours with this crew, you know, and then um, afterwards, some of them asked if they can speak to me individually. And speaking to one of them, and this kid was maybe 18 or 19 years old, and totally broken from the fact that he spoke about porn, but there were obviously other things that weren't working in his life as well. And he just felt so, so miserable. It's not miserable. Miserable isn't the right word. It's so useless that he was not able to get a handle on um, on his porn use. He said, as a matter of fact, he said, during the discussion we were having around pornography, he went to the bathroom to masturbate. Not me and him, but during the group discussion. Right, right. He went, and he just felt like absolute shit. Right. And he's like, help me, help me get out of porn. I'm like, that's not the help you need, brother. That's not the help you need. What do, like, do you what? say to somebody like that? Well, it's like, it's not the help you need. Stop working so hard. You're good. I didn't start working on this problem until I was 28 years old. I feel amazing today. He's 18 years old and he gives a shit and he cares deeply about doing something in his life. I'm like, dude, you're good. You're okay. (laughs) You're much better than most. So he's like, but I I really got to stop. I really got to stop. So I said to him, I I grabbed my both shoulders and I said, dude, like you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Exactly where you're supposed to be. And just remember that. And the only work you got to do if you want work, the only work you got to do is remind yourself of that every single, every single day. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Struggling with exactly what you're supposed to be struggling with.
0: How so do you take that? How do you receive that, you think?
1: You know, I think that maybe that's why we do what we do and that's why we're we're doing this is that seeing is believing and then when someone sees that you believe that, then they can believe it too. Right? Like the you send someone to, right, to, to search out a, a land they come back and say I saw it I saw it it's the land of milk and honey I saw it and they can see in your eyes that you believe it and then from that they can, they can believe it too and that's, that's the message you want to walk to these places And say, dude I know that feeling I know that feeling of demoralization when I've, I've watched porn again after I promised myself not to Or engaged in some behavior that I promised myself or wouldn't or who cares? Or made another mistake, you know, another business mistake that lost me a ton of money. And it's like, man, how many times can I do the same thing? And that feeling of demoralization that I'm useless. This doesn't, this isn't right. This isn't good. And them believing and them knowing that you were once there because that red they feel it. When someone's struggling and they know that you were once there, they'll feel that. Hey, we were once in the same spot, and now I'm not. And what do I? What can I tell you from from this vantage point? Because what's the valley? Valley is covered. You can't. What's the peak of the mountain? Is sight. Is clarity. I see this. I can look down and I can see the path. Mm. When you're in there, you don't know. You don't know that it's that next stop. You know, I'm helping this guy now, and he's so close, man, so freaking close. I've been for years and years and years working on issues with. Um, struggling with sexual identity he doesn't know if he's gay or straight every day going back and forth struggling with sexual addi- addiction struggling with stuff with religion with family with codependency and everything else and i've seen the path i know it mm. like i can see where he is in the path i'm like dude you're a step away you're a step away but it doesn't feel like that it doesn't feel like that to him. and that's our job is to let someone know that dude you're exactly where you're supposed to be and that's what it means, that you're a child of God, that that personal relationship that one day you'll feel deeply, you'll know when you feel it deeply, you will know that he was there then too.
0: And can we, can we say your mission being that every remind everyone as a child of God inside of that also means that you're a
1: messenger of God? a long, long silence. Is everyone that. <laughs> I guess in some way, but we can communicate it in many different ways. Why, like there are many why, different why did you pause? Like, because when you said the, the word like, messenger, it? Uh, it sounds like everyone should be doing this. One day everyone should, like, this is where it should end up for everyone. And no, it ends up in a lot of different places mm. for, for different people. Some say I'm going to sit in business and I'm going to... Sp- spend my time in business and make sure that I'm giving young up and comers business opportunities constantly right. because I know that's what I needed to, to get my footing in life. So there's many different ways that, that we can do that. But I think, you know, eventually that's where it goes. A meaningful life is a life of service. And I guess it's not much different than what you often say. You said it on the first time we had the competition at work where the speaking competition at work, where you got up on the stage and you gave kind of a, everyone was sharing personal stories and like i'm going to step out of that and you